This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. I mean, ah, oh, I can't believe it. Look at, look, look at this. If I have to see another one of these horrible reviews one more time, ah, oh, I'm going to have to give up reading. You don't understand. These people don't see art when they see it. They see dollar signs and big booms, and they don't see the eccentricities that I bring to the screen. Ah, what is an artist without the critic? Yes, ah. ah. Well, I guess this means we just have to find better writers. Oh, ah. <laughs> I did not see you there. So you, you caught me in a point of absolute depression. But I'm de determined to wait it out to make sure things get better. You cannot get better as an artist unless you're willing to push yourselves and suffer the slings and arrows of unreasonable fortune. Ariadne, write that down. Whatever I said. See, we have to make better writing for our scripts. Nobody's going to watch. Well, I hope you've been paying attention to the dialogue we've been writing and not just fast forwarding. Uh, humans are so impatient. They don't understand art anymore. Uh, but you're not wanting to know about my troubles or my reviews or what it is I'm actually recording. That's, well, if you're not in that state, you don't want to really want to know, do you? No, you want to know about the Dalmarie Celestia. Fine. Good. Good. Now, we've gotten to a point now where we're no longer talking about the Dalmarie Celestia for the moment. We are, however, talking about a new vessel that was found on the strange, unusual planet of the first and last outpost. This vessel has been plugged in by the brains and has been calling to Mirgrat through this song. Now we're getting to an interesting part. Now that, well, there is more coming up. Now that there is more information about where to find this mysterious model maker and how to get there, and a possible new technology the Vorons have been holding onto for quite some time, our crew prepared for the journey to find what is on the other side. And speaking of other side, well, we lost a dear friend at the last time, and, well, how do I put it again this time? Right, what's his face just died? And, yes, Cutter died. Yes, that was last week. Might not uh, have if he had let us take him to the fucking med bay. Yeah. Just mm. saying. Well, well, that's the thing. Okay, I will say this just for... He died one part for plot reasons. The other one, without mentioning or anything else like that uh tori and i have been talking for a while and she felt that her character needed a separate mission that was kind of a spiritual side and she looked at the true seeker prestige class and said mm -hmm. how can i work in that direction one of the re requirements is that you have to given a mission by a true seeker who used and in babylon 5 it was given upon death and so it seemed perfect for connor to 
pass on his tradition to uh, Dooley just simply because, again, how they operate and everything else like that. So, you know, did did he make the dumbass decisions and, like, not get to the med bay, not get into a stasis field, not doing all this? Yeah, sure. Did he did it for, for drama purposes? Yes. So, okay, fair. But also, he's still a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a couple of game systems out there that I like, which actually have little uh, chips that they mention in game, which they're called hero points or fate points, depending on what you know system you're playing with. Oh yeah, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And sometimes the GM will give them out, specifically when the GM says, "Okay, I know you guys will get around this, but I need the plot to go in a particular direction. So here's your hero point. Here's your hero point. Here's your hero point. You get to use them later for all sorts of interesting features. But in the meantime, here's how things fuck up." And so, basically, that's what I did in this situation to make sure that Tori, when she levels up next time, has a chance to level up into a True Seeker Prestige class. Nice. Prestige classes are fucking baller. (laughs) But at the same time, Cutter, in a weird way, actually served his purpose. Again, I initially brought him in as one thing. The fact that he was this attempted love interest for Ty, uh, not that Ty wanted the love interest, but the, the, the weird stocky vibe uh, was also kind of fun to play with too but then he also got uh connected with the, the Ithians and now is trying to redeem himself and did so is a nice story arc it wasn't fleshed out a lot but then again he's not a main character and i don't want to overtake that for you know an npc should never overtake the characters that are actually here because they're the ones putting in the time and energy they should be respected so yeah with all that <laughs> Long story short, <laughs> that's the reason why Connor. <laughs> that's why yeah. Connor had to. Connor had to die. It's all my fault. <laughs> it's fine. It's not okay. This now means the Arthurian bit's been tra- passed on to Dooley, so, which is kind of cool. Go ahead. Yeah. It, I just. I, what is Ty going to do without baseball, though? <laughs> we haven't figured out how to make a TV screen. <laughs> Ty does not have time for hobbies right now. Exactly. She's the only person who knows how to fly a large ship, as far as I know, of everybody present, including the NPCs. Correct. She's going to be pulling Uh, a lot of hours. (laughs) Ty's hour has come. (laughs) Like I said, I've been planning this ship for like two seasons now, Mm -hmm. simply because it fit the parameters for everybody we were working with. Even to the point, I was listening to this episode when we recorded, when Grant was here and he was playing an ops guy for the sh- uh, for uh, the Celestia, in the tarot reading he got from uh, Madame Vedrasini, she's like, oh, you're looking for a ship. Well, a ship will find you. Mm-hmm. He, if he was here, ship would find him too. But the thing is, is that when you're looking for a pilot, the person who put the most points into pilot large ship and operations is Ty. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, does Kali can Kylie pilot a ship? She mostly does shuttles and small things, so technically yes. But when you're talking the big things, different physics. Mm-hmm. Technically, so, I can pilot a small ship too, but I'm not good. <laughs> Basically, it's a lot like uh, a lot of people can pilot a speedboat or a yacht or a fishing boat. But when you put them behind the wheel of, say, a tanker or a, a, a pleasure cruise, you know, you may know a lot about nautical information. It's going to go right out the window. 
Uh, yeah, Ty, Ty's entire job is piloting tankers, basically, so. <laughs> yep. You're like, hey, if it wasn't for the meat console, this would be great. Uh, mm. <laughs> which, by the way, I will tell you, it looks initially like biological matter at first, but as a person who's uh, had this happen to me, a lot of times with biological matter, particularly when it starts scabbing over or things like that, it actually hardens into almost a um, lacquer. So hmm. it doesn't, after like a little while, <clears throat> it doesn't feel like I'm sitting on meat. It more feels like, huh, everything's this strange wooden lacquer everywhere. It's lovely. You also figured out that the Bioship had only one computer core and it had spot for like 12 and you couldn't find any more, didn't know what to do when you guys figured out that you had a viable alternative to the computer cores, which were the brains. Yeah, we did. Now, how many and brains did we have? We had six. You had eight. Oh, eight. Right. So we're still eight, not quite up to full capacity. It is not full capacity, but again, you kind of had to talk the brains in. Well, Mirgrat had to talk the brains into it, and it kind of came down to the fact that all of them basically said, we're not getting our bodies back. The deal we made to get more stuff or more information didn't go as well as we were hoping to. So, okay, what else are we going to look forward to? Just being brains in jars for the rest of our lives? There's only so many reruns you can watch before you go nuts. And... Yeah the lack of other sensory input is probably driving them all to, you know, slow insanity. Oh, God, uh, everything is phantom limb. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, so they volunteered to go into the cores, and as Ty went into the cores, uh, they got plugged in, because again, neat and neat and neurologicals. The computer core got more and more active, and again, stopped being so sluggish on the controls, and got to be a lot better at you know, maneuvering and 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 heading and doing around things. However, as it, the brains were connected, they added to the song, or added to the voice of the ship, and it stopped referring itself as I, and it started referring to itself as we. When it speaks, it speaks like a chorus, uh, in unison. That has never you know, been the start of a horror movie. Sorry, what was that? That has never been the start of a horror movie. It's fine. Probably. And the last thing it asked y'all, which I asked you guys to, to ponder over the next, uh, for the last week, it said, what is my name? Yeah. Ty? <laughs> mm, I like Dodger. That's a good name. Okay. Okay, does that have quorum? I mean, yeah. Well, the we decide... Oh. Go ahead. The only other thing I can come up with right now is Barbara, which, I mean, if y'all are into that, we can go with that. Okay, when you phrase, if y'all are into that, that's like, no, no, that's Barbarella. That's a different thing. You know? <laughs> okay, that's, again, it's it's up to y'all, whatever you want to call it. But again, if uh, I leave it to the three of you together because it's, all, it's y'all's ship. I'm not letting the NPCs put in their two cents worth because uh, that would be me and there's no point in that. But yeah, whatever you guys want to do, that's fine. Oh, also for the record, yes, right now while Duli can have her say, no problem, the Duli right now is with Kaluta and Connor performing what might be considered Narn funerary rites in one of the cabins. 
Right. And Amir Grat is with Eric in the medbay, trying to make it kind of like a medbay, which, by the way, once the brains are put in, it's a lot easier. I won't say it's going to be like crisp and clean and look exactly like a hyper-technical medical bay, but things that have biological equivalents start happening. Scanners made out of rods and cones and other receptors start becoming more viable. Things like a cryogenic bay, not so much. Although, uh, if you get a chance to test it, (coughs) uh, if you do find some sort of cryogenic uh, apparatus, it's going to look an awful lot like a sap machine. A what now? As in, like, dripping sap. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Like, instead of being uh, preserved in uh, ice, you're preserved in amber. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, shit! What? (laughs) Preserved in amber? Mm. (laughs) So... Okay, uh, we have Dodger, we have Barbara, if thou are interested. If whatever you guys want to go with, that's good by me. Just um, needs a name. Ty is on the bridge, and she would tell it its name is Dodger immediately. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sit here, go away. Before Mirgrat can run away, <laughs> Barbara. I mean, Mirgrat's going to name it something she can't even pronounce, probably. Barbara, I'll have you know, is a very, very uh, respectful and traditional Pacmara name. I'm sorry, that's kind of like from Douglas Adams, where you find out that the worst word ever spoken, the worst curse word that nobody ever, ever says because it just means something so horrible, and the only people who say it are either severely uncouth, like Zephod Bibelbrox, or don't know what it means. And that word is Belgium. Belgium. Okay. Like, Belgium is a country, so. If you think about Mira, uh, Mira, if you think about Pacmara naming conventions, like Barbara fits them. That is true. Though I think you can put apostrophes you... all up in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's going to probably sound like the, the song Barbara Ann. You know? Oh, uh, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dodger has been christened. You're, um, I have this funny feeling like you're going to try to engrave the Dodger's NY symbol. Sorry, that's the, that's not that. Dodgers are in L.A. or Brook or, or New York. I forget now. They used to be back in, in the day. It was the Brooklyn LA. Dodgers, but for many many years, it's been the L.A. Dodgers. Thank you. Okay. I was thinking like the Brooklyn Dodgers, then I was thinking the N.Y. symbol. I went, no, that's the Yankees. What the hell am I thinking of? Um, and then yeah, so I was like, I I remember Brooklyn Dodgers, and I went, they're not Brooklyn Dodgers. What are they now? It's L.A. Right. So yeah, probably that L.A. symbol, which is probably still being used. You know. 200 years in the future. Uh, They might have moved the team back to Brooklyn by now. Um, Quite possibly. There's just one place they cannot have gone. San Diego. In the Babylon 5 universe, San Diego was bombed with a nuclear attack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely not the San Diego team now. Yep. (laughs) Which is also really bad for the Chargers. But, you know. You drama, Chargers are really bad for themselves. And been like an all-mutant team. Chargers are really bad for themselves, to be completely honest. Fair enough. So, 
Yeah, but I can get almost see like immediately you're like trying to coerce some of the control panels and that have some of the iconography. But otherwise, you have christened your giant trilobite of a ship, the Dodger. Dodger. So while Mirgrat and Eric are dealing with uh, the Medbay, and Dooley and Kaluta are seeing to Connor's essentially last rites, everybody else is finding a place, calling their uh, calling their cabins, as it were, and trying to find a place to make their own. Some things are being adjusted, a little bits and pieces. I can tell you some other interesting details about this vessel. One, while there is an entry and exit ramp that kind of goes out the about the side, from the from the middle area, the layers between floors is about twenty feet deep. Mm-hmm. So, it's I won't say high rooms here. They are more at one point, but it looks like they've gotten a little shorter because there's no real tall people except for Kaluda. Um, uh. But again, it's made to a different area, a different space. But the, again, the, the area between floors is very, very thick. So don't think of this as like, oh, I go up a flight of stairs. It's like the stairs up and stairs down are like the, okay, did you bring your boots? There is, like I said, three primary levels with a kind of secondary fourth level. First one is basically all it is is a bridge brain room and a cabin that's all that's up top there it's almost this outcropping like a again like an actual bridge on a on a naval vessel just below that is the main deck and the main deck has things you would guess to be propulsion that's where most of the cabins are that's where the medical bay is uh and there actually is a a food center and a recreation center uh the recreation center right now is kind of looks like a lounge uh, with some tape, with with some tables and areas for for gaming, um, and it's currently being you know for anybody who happens to look, it's currently being presided over by Patini Foglio and his crew, who are enjoying whatever food they might be able to get, as well as a nice couple games of cards. Kali is seeing to the shuttle, which was absorbed into the third layer. Third layer is primarily storage with a couple of small rooms. Again, uh, there was a request for a meditation room that's kind of going to be on the third third floor, but it's also pretty much just storage. The last is kind of an opposite to the bridge. In the same way that the bridge comes out and up of the top, there's a second out and down on the bottom, which is kind of an observation deck under the ship. Mm. But it basically almost retracts a little bit when the ship came to absorb the uh, shuttlecraft. So you do have a shuttlecraft. Uh, you'll probably also take some time, as I understand, Ty, I'm guessing Ty would want to take her for a spin. Or at least, you know, a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A test, a test drive, a... Um... Shakedown. Thank you! That was the word I was looking for, a shakedown cruise. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't think Ty is going to, like, assume she has any specific knowledge about how this meat ship works. She's just going to let it do what it's doing, but I'm sure she'll make notes mentally about what happens. It's not like she has anything mechanical to check on. No, but that's the good news. At least a lot of the front console, um, as you look for things you normally would look for, they emerge. And it's not like, you know like the Uniscreen that you find on Star Trek, it's more of like, oh, there really should be this over here. 
Okay, there's that over there. Well, that should be over here. Okay, there's that. And again, thanks to the new data cores, it's actually gotten a lot more refined. Now, you're not going to find buttons with numbers on it. Okay, you might, but they're not buttons in the technical sense and the numbers are indentations. Nothing really lights up. So you're not going to find a lot of screens, but you're going to find a lot of mechanical things. So levers, buttons, uh, things like that. Mm. So at least there's there. And yes, behind you, the bridge is actually fairly large. If you need a layout to go with, I'm kind of bluffing here because I'm getting more information from everybody else. But think of the bridge of the USS Voyager. I think that's the best way of putting it. So there's the pilot station right up front so you can get the best view. Behind it is essentially a long couch curved, which is technically a captain station or an observation station. Mm -hmm. And then there's several other stations behind that, which is going to be against the walls. Okay. Most of the people right now are, are basically looking for a place to, to make their own. There are a couple spots available for everybody. If anybody wants to take a grab at, I want to be near X, Y, and Z for their quarters. Okay. Um, <laughs> nope. Moving right along. So, yes, but this is going to be, basically there's going to be some time sped over as you do the initial shakedown and understand this vessel. For a little while, you're going to be at a minus two for piloting for this vessel simply because it is very foreign. It's not what you're used to, but it's enough like it that you should be able to work with it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, again, somebody who's been driving big rigs for months at a time in, you know, sit behind the wheel of a SUV, very different feel. Or I can probably <laughs> scratch that, reverse that, Forward. but yeah, you get the idea. Yeah. That's what's been happening since then. There was a couple of missions already on your docket, besides the, you know, please help the people who are in the, the ship and deal with all that. Um, there was some information about the model maker, just as, as a reminder, that the Technomage uh, Edland uh, had mentioned, and also little bits and pieces that Tuvo had understood about that as well, based on the direct download that he received from Milgram. And so... Uh, yeah, okay, I'm gonna start asking the ship about the, not, obviously not hyperspace, but the special version of hyperspace, because mm -hmm. presumably it probably has something about that stored in its um, one computer core that we picked up off the ground. It actually recognizes that, yes, there is, uh, it does have a basic understanding of the slipstream network, as it's kind of called. Mm -hmm. And uh, it can navigate it. It definitely says that while it will be fine, non-ionoids, a word it uses, you have no idea what the hell it's talking about, mm. may experience some discomfort. Um, Like what kind of discomfort? Like they're going to suddenly age 400 years or they're going to have like a mild stomach ache? The general response is it depends from species to species, but on average, it's mostly the idea that you are traveling between areas of reality and uh, unreality tends to play havoc on unprepared species. So they're gonna have like a psychological breakdown or wake up with the wrong hand. <laughs> <laughs> And the basic response is, it varies from species to species. Okay, well, that's certainly something to consider. 
Maybe a very a short trip would be safe. Yeah, probably, it would assume that yes, a long-term exposure to slipstream events would probably cause uh, inoperable damage after a while. Uh, short jaunts should be recoverable, is the term it uses. Alright, so what if instead of making one whole jump to where we wanted to go, we make jumps of, say, I don't know, some statistically reasonably safe amounts and then come back into real space and then jump again. Since this does not appear to depend on having buoys, that should be fine, right? Well, again, mostly what this is about is for the slipstream, it's a network of fast-paced tunnels. Again, not unlike a pneumatic system. So I'm sorry, did you just say that it's a series of tubes? The internet it's a series of tubes. <laughs> it is not the internet. <laughs> but just to clarify, it is a series of tubes. It is like a series of tubes. The internet is a series of tubes. In that you, you go into one tube, the tube will take you to someplace, and the tube will pop you out. So you can't just get out of the tube whenever you feel like it. Got it. Exactly. Okay. But yeah, so there's basically, once you put in the coordinates or where, where you wish it to go, then it will navigate the best possible route through the series of tubes. The internet is a series of tubes. Until it gets to the right place. Longer jaunts means that basically it's a longer tube, a longer maze to go through, in that sometimes these uh, slipstream events do have interconnections, but it doesn't mean you leave the interconnection, leave the uh, system, you just go from one slipstream to the next. Got it. They like can navigate a really big sewer like, system. Hmm? Like a weird sewer system in a weird dimension. Okay. Um, Essentially, yeah. I guess that's the best way of putting it. What if instead but, of going straight there, we just take little short trips? Like instead of going from the toilet all the way to the sewage treatment plant, we climb out of another toilet for a little bit so that we're not in the slipstream as long and we don't risk um, fucking everybody up as much. It's kind of a quiet for a moment, then they all say at the same time, I will consider the best route for this action. Uh, Understood. Uh, uh, and then it kind of, you get this little soft voice in the back. Where are we going? <laughs> you have a map of the not like it's the ship if the ship has a map of a slipstream that it can pull up so we can look at it okay so brain processing okay ah. something somewhat representative for mm -hmm. like explanatory teaching moment purposes or whatever, you know. It definitely recommends there is a panel to your or station to your left about at your 8 o'clock mm -hmm. that has not necessarily a full readout, but there is a display panel that might be able to help. Now, the display panel, if you look, I'm assuming you do. Yes. Um, is probably closer to that we okay you guys have watched um the most recent loki and watched oh god what was uh, uh man of steel nope nope okay talking to the wrong crowd my man fair enough so basically 
what you come to realize is that it's not a holographic representation. It's like somebody took a different form of gray goo that molds itself into various parameters, all interconnected. Um, again, think of it like magnetic uh, metal droplets that can orchestrate itself based on uh, mathematics and interconnectivity of, of, matic, of magnetic uh, streams. So basically when you go, show me the map, out comes up from this cable essentially a a blob that forms itself into essentially a map uh, a 3d representation of the network system got it that all also you know no matter what will always somehow or another connect back to the table so mm -hmm. it's like an extension therein mm -hmm. there is also another outcropping that it tries to put out which you don't have the biology to understand this but it again tries to navigate around certain stars uh, for various things again you haven't like left the planet yet but it navigates its hull towards the sun mm -hmm. so that or suns i should say so that light refracts off of the sun into this into this kind of crystal formation but not really and it projects out into a basic hologram. Not intensive, but basic. Okay. Um, I call up Mirgrat and I also, um, I forgot my own child's name. Fuck. Tuvo. <laughs> sorry, yeah, uh, Tuvo. Hell, sorry there, Mama, to the you shot your own child's name. That either means you're really pissed off at him or you, ha you, you need to sit down and have a nap. Uh, I probably spent half of my kid's life calling her child. Yeah. I <laughs> call both of them up to the bridge to consider this flesh map. Okay. So, yes, they, when you do call for the, you know, it's like, hey, you call them to the bridge, you actually do kind of feel the reverberation of the choir singing, Mirgrat and Julie to the bridge. Because you're feeling it through bone conduction through your feet. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, Mirgrat, that's weird. Like, me, Becca, finds that extremely distressing. Mirgrat is fucking thrilled. <laughs> Mirgrat is gonna end up teaching the ship to sing, and they're gonna have, like, chorus events. Mirgrat's gonna teach the ship to sing! Mirgrat's hella gonna teach the ship to sing! <laughs> By the way, do the Pachmara wear shoes? Uh... That's a good question. I have this feeling mm. that they don't, that they actually are essentially barefoot the whole time, which would make the bone connection even more interesting. Yeah, no, I don't think, I don't think the Pachmara wear shoes. I don't think they really need to. Like, they're not worried about getting, like, tetanus or anything. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh my god, they're like anti-hobbits. <laughs> what do you mean, like, anti-hobbits? Hobbits will well, also eat anything. Yes, that's true. No. But they don't tend to eat half-rotting things. Yeah, that's because hobbits can't actually wait enough, wait long enough for things to go off. <laughs> True. But they do you like may their, have they a do point. Like their, uh, <laughs> they do like the fermented foods, though. <clears throat> that is true, also. Alright, so I leave Conair and with, uh, uh, I can never remember his name. And uh, Luta. Kaluta, and go to the bridge. Okay. 
Mirkrat, you leave the medbay to Eric's fairly capable, but yeah, he's still a nurse. He's not a full-fledged doctor. Now again, I mean, the difference is, I was going to say academic, but it literally is. Um, Except uh, for one thing, nurses can't cut people open. That's the one difference. Uh, yeah, but like, honestly, I find that nurses tend to be more competent than most doctors. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I was saying. In defense, most nurses are extremely capable. They can do most things. But again, it's some of it's academic, some of it's responsibility and focus. Um, but for the most part, yeah. You leave If you leave Eric there to say, figure out how this is supposed to lay out, he will probably come up with a very good idea of what a med bay in a bio ship should be like. Yeah, no, like Eric, Eric Mirareth fully trusts Eric to, to design the med bay. <laughs> okay. So yes, you go up there. Um, so Tuvo, who was also trying to scout out a room, also comes to the, to the bridge because it seemed like a place to be. And uh, as does Yorni, actually. Hmm. So, everybody else she didn't ask again. for her, but okay. <laughs> Sorry, what? Sure didn't ask for her, but okay. Um, Tuo is just, again, 10-year-olds inside a bio ship. The <laughs> amount of weird glee probably going through this kid. <laughs> <laughs> particularly for essentially a 10-year-old boy inside a big gooey thing. Oh, he's mm. you're like, oh, look at that! I mean, um, specifically a 10-year-old science nerd. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets that from his dad, dad, not from not from Ty. Yeah. Well, his dad doesn't have the doesn't have the, the business acumen you do, and that's where he gets that. Mm. Um and yeah, when I was a kid, there was a big thing in the Philadelphia when I was when I went there that was like go inside a human ear or you know a sinus canal or something like that and it was basically all just plastic but when yeah, you're a kid going, oh cool yeah yeah those are deeply mm-hmm. unsettling I remember those they had like a heart one mm-hmm. yep yep I remember the heart one too I almost forgot about that I think I repressed it <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so he's having a good time, uh, and Yorni kind of looks very amazed and kind of wondrous, but she seems to be holding onto her bag and her books uh, pretty tightly. So... I mean, that's a sound strategy. <laughs> I mean, the ship isn't going to eat them. But, yeah. Are you sure? Hmm, reasonably. <laughs> it's like my Fair son enough. or whatever, sort of, now. Anywho, the reason I called everybody up here is to look at this map thing and see where you think the model maker's world, I suppose, is. I don't know. I didn't see any of these in my pictures. Fascinating. Okay, just just to refresh my brain, model maker is... So the model maker was a it was a lead that you had received about one way to solve the problem with the people getting off the ship, one way of dealing with some of the other issues that you've been dealing with. Mm. It came through both a vision from Tuvo, apparently, and from uh, Edlins, who mentioned that he had some information 
when he when you guys mentioned the model maker to him, he thought it was fascinating because he said there have been legends of the model maker amongst his people, but nobody been able to find any direct evidence that person existed and that he's a, whoever this model maker is, he's supposed to be like, you know, thousands of years old and a great figure amongst certain people. And that you're basically not going off to find Jesus. You're basically basically said, huh, I think we got a map to this guy named Methuselah. What's that about? I mean, Ty doesn't really believe the model maker is still there or alive if they ever were, but she's just doing what seems most reasonable. Sorry, could you explain the significance of Methuselah? Oh, um, Methuselah was uh, one of the first people who survived, one of the people who survived the flood, I believe. Mm. Basically, Methuselah was I think he was pre-flood. That's right, he was pre-flood. He was the world's oldest person and Mm -hmm. was a person who helped or guide uh, King David. Okay. That's post-flood. I was supposed to what? Who the hell are you thinking of? Anyway. The, the key point is he was the world's oldest person. Uh, he he oldest was person. like a millennia old or something like that. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I do remember him being like the standard of oldness. I just like, okay, so we're going to find like the oldest person. Something like that. Yes. Something Why like that. do we need to still find him? Uh, Whatever it was, whatever he's making models of, it's believed this is going to help you guys in your situation, not only dealing with uh, your current ship, which is lost, but also with the people. And um, again, it was felt like this was a good situation to examine for possibilities. This, like I said, came through both Tuvo and through Edland. And I, oh, that's right. And Madame Vidrasini. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, by the way, thank you, Wikipedia. He was the grandfather of Noah. Noah. That's okay. Right. Thank you. And he supposedly lived nine hundred and sixty-nine years. So through multiple kings, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which considering a king a king in those days could could reign for what three to five months. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, he was of the line of Adam and Eve's third son. So they had a third son. Uh, yeah. I his name is Rom. Seth. Seth. Was Seth? Okay. I, mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm thinking Rom from. But yeah. So, no, they did have to just... I'm sure they had more than three children, but those are the ones we know about. Mm-hmm. And they were all sons about that. Hmm, funny. That's why I think they had more than three children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, women not getting mentioned in the Bible is not like a an unusual thing. Yeah, no, there's like isn't. less than 20. So. <laughs> anyway, so, so we still yeah, need anyway. to find him. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. We have no idea where he is. We didn't know before, really. Yes? No, I mean, not really. No, but... you, got the, you, you could use the slipstream to access him. You needed the ship of this nature to access the slipstream. Uh, after that, again, you weren't sure exactly where to go or what to do. And if you guys are are lost, again, you're always welcome to say, I want to make an intelligence check. I want to make an intelligence check. All yeah, right. I think we need to What was to your do intelligence that. again? 16. All right. Excuse me. You're in the way. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, you're talking to the dog. Just make it sure. Yeah, the cat. Cat. He's back. Cat. I don't know where she went, but she's back. So okay. if I roll exactly a 16. I will allow that for the moment. But, okay. Uh, oh, I got an eight, which I'm pretty sure. It's definitely more than eight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it yeah, my intelligence is thirteen. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Julie, did you want to roll? I don't think I need to because okay. Ty is, you know, obviously remembered something. So yeah, because no, again, I'm like, you got this- who's this person again? <laughs> <laughs> You're probably asking that question, and then you know, Mirgrat was trying to, you know preface everything about the situation. Well, we needed it for this and this and this and, and situations, but we're not sure exactly where to go, except I'm trying to think that, um, um, and then- And then Ty, Ty just like Ty runs to the point of the map. Planet. Sorry, what was that, Ty what? Ty just wants to find Ty the fucking just... planet. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, what Ty says is that, wait, how did we find about this planet? You know, this place? Oh, from Tuvo and Madame Vidrasini and, and, and Edland. And how exactly did, my son, the ten-year-old, find out about this. Milgram. Uh, Ty knows he's a genius. No, but Milgram. also Milgram. Yeah, also him. Mm-hmm. Who is dead? Uh huh. And so can I yell that? What did he do before he died? Yeah, he sent all the information to Tuvo. That's why I called Tuvo up here. There's no <laughs> other reason to have a ten-year-old on the bridge. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, I absolutely no, like, Tubo here. He was a good intern. I mean, yeah, but also I know that he knows something theoretically about this. That's why I have him involved. Well, that's why I called him to come look at this shit. You absolutely, positively called him. Absolutely. Yeah. So, the other one I'll give with, with, uh, Actually, go ahead, uh, Mirgrat. Give me another intelligence check. Okay. Do leave. Did you roll just twenty? Okay, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, three. So, Mirgrat, you remember part of this because you were part of the data download. You tried to basically save Tuvo by draining off parts of data to both you and. The brains, which are now yeah, part of the ship. Also, why I called Mirgarat up here, not because I thought Mirgarat like mysteriously knew something about this on their own. <laughs> not to be insulting, but like none yeah. taken. <laughs> I, I love how Ty ain't that smart, but she can think of like a thing through to a conclusion. Might be the wrong conclusion, but I just love the fact that Ty is like, and that's why I'm the hero because I brought you in here. <laughs> I mean, uh, knowing how to delegate is a really valuable skill. True. So, Mirgrat, uh, you remember for the data download, which are in the brains, because you were part of that. And again, you have little bits and pieces here and there, because you also drained off some of the data that Milgram was holding onto, which was a vast amount. And Tubo's got some of it too, but the brains also have a significant portion as well. Now, again, they're part of the ship now. so. What do y'all do? Through your brain memories, see if you can remember anything about where we can find this person, if this person ever actually existed. You know, yeah. 
Can Mirgara help Tuvo link up with the ship and try to like share the rest of the download knowledge so the ship can like get an accurate picture of what we're working with? Try telepathy check. All right. Two, resist. 24. 24, not bad. You can do some of it. Again, you could link with Tuvo. It's very difficult to link with the ship. Give me another intelligence check. Intelligence or telepathy? Intelligence. Okay. God oh. damn it. Um, you think it has something to do with the bridge. You're not sure exactly what, but you're, you think it has something to do with the bridge. Okay. Hmm. Anybody else want to chime in? Maybe you just need to plug yourself in somehow. Should we yeah, go to the bridge now? It's not really my knowledge set. <laughs> What if you just piped information into it? Piped information? Yeah, like, you know, manually. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I can hear this phrase. What if we piped information directly to it? I'll get my screwdriver! <laughs> um, <laughs> um... I got a Milwaukee Sawzall. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of Futurama there. It's like, it's time to go grave robbing. And there's, uh, there's the robot. I'll get my kid. Um, <laughs> Hi. So, uh, I'll throw a couple cards here. Yeah, I mean, Taya's pretty smart, but this is not her area of expertise. Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess Mira, like... Knowing who to call to the bridge was, like, the max she can really do here. Gotcha. Yeah. Yorni is the first one who, who 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 speaks up. She says, um, "I don't think the recipe is quite right. Um, perhaps if you actually went to where uh, the brains are located, that might be better." All right, yeah, we can do that. Line of sight. Okay. So you and Tuvo head to the brain room. To the brain room. Give me another, <laughs> give me another telepathy check. Okay. <laughs> We have a ship call with a room called the Brain Room. Technically, it's the 23. Okay. Technically, it's the Central Processing Core. Which we all know it's the Brain Room. Yeah, but it's it's a Brain Room. It's a little. It's definitely easier to do in the Brain Room. One, it's light of sight, but also you're surrounded by by neural tissue. So it gets a little easier to do. Now the link is going to be exhausting. So again, this is probably a, a couple levels above your usual te telepathic power stance because you're linking a ton of brains together for this situation. I know you did that previously, but this one is a little bit slightly different. So you're probably going to, it's it's going to be there, but it's going to be a little exhausting, but you should be okay. So linking the brains together as well as Tuvo, you're essentially given on a psychic level, a giant jigsaw puzzle. And of information, of little bits and pieces of data, essentially spread out amongst you as you two and the eight brains in front of you, who now have essentially corporeal bodies. There's a ninth there, but it's not really a corporeal body so much as a floating eye in your you know mind's eye, as it were. What do you do? Um, can I try to establish a, a link with them? Well, that's the thing. You you have the link going. You have because of you're now like i said you're seeing the corporeal bodies that were the brains they're there in that link with you 
there oh. is the floating eye, which is another something or other, but it's there, as well as Tuvo and you on the astral level. So this is all okay. like again. Then we're all going to join hands and do the song of the info dump. <laughs> I'm sorry, that doesn't sound right that at like all. Like an kumbaya or something. <laughs> it's kumbaya, but instead of act- the actual lyrics, we're just singing all of the information that Milgram sent to Tubo. Let's see. Mm-hmm. You do it in binary, so it becomes out as this chant of one zero zero one one zero one one. <laughs> so, That's horrible. <laughs> Years ago, I used to have a terrible baud rate. I said, "Yeah, it's like it looks like it says it's you know two or three you know bits per second." <laughs> and then I started brother going, "Wait, that's literally somebody on the phone going one zero zero one two one one." Um, <laughs> that would be my download speed. <laughs> Basically, as you do the, the, the song and the meditation, you're all trying to get the data together into some form. And again, it kind of comes out as this basically jigsaw puzzle to kind of piece together. So what is a good one for that? Give me a collective die roll of... Ooh, it's not knowledge, it's... What are you? What are you? Uh, investigate. I think that's worthy enough. Is it to gather information? Essent- uh, yes, essentially you're gathering the information together. And gather information usually means go out and talk to people and things like that. But what you're trying to do is take the information you have currently and piece it together. Okay, but that's investigate and not intrigue. That's correct. Okay. Intrigue would be more sneaky stuff, but yeah. 15. Oof, Okay. So you don't have the full picture together, even with everybody working at it, but you've got enough that you have a location, at least a, the best way to talk about it is you have the number for the outlet to get to the planet through this the, the uh, slipstream system. In other words, you have the exit area. You know that once you go in, you have to go out this exit area. Uh, you don't know where you are, you don't know how long this is going to take, and you don't know what you're going to find on when you get there. But you have enough data to say, okay, we need to go to output X to get to where we're going. Good enough. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so you come back from the brain room with Tuvo, who's kind of looking a little wobbly, but he's okay. By the way, while you, you were gone, uh, Yorni is, again, looking over most of the vessel not quite touching everything, but just kind of like, kind of not waving her hands over stuff, but like she wants to touch everything, but she doesn't. I know how that feels. Yeah. And not the good old fashioned, I'm not touching you. Um, but more of the, yeah, you, that the, you put the, the waving your hand over uh, a glass case full of collectibles that you've spent you know, a long time wanting to see, but you don't t- dare touch the glass. You just kind of wave it over. She's doing that to like parts of the walls and parts of the panels. She's just doing kind of doing that for the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so you come back to the room and yeah, you tell Ty, well, we've got an exit. All right, Yay. that'll work. Um, 
Suvo can go take a nap now, and I will consult with the ship and figure out how we can get there without incidents to the passengers or crew. I think technically I'm the only crew at this point, but you know. <laughs> Not until people get assigned essentially stations. But like I said, when you're in that bridge, it's large enough that you could probably find, you know, if people were to go to various stations, there would be room for enough people to, to to move around freely. Like I said, using as a rough idea, the bridge of the of the USS Voyager. Yeah, we'll sort out like a watch bill later, I guess. Yeah. But for now, now, I guess we gotta figure this out. And by we, I mean this ship mostly, because I don't really know what I'm doing up here, except for existing okay. on the bridge. No. Do we know of any, like, relatively nearby civilized planet? I don't think so. The Warlons have been gone for a very long time. Exactly. The okay. issue here is not finding civilization. It's getting where we're going without what the ship calls uh, uncomfortable effects. Mm. How for fast can it go? Kind of lost in space. Right. How fast can it go without these uncomfortable effects? It's not a speed thing. It is a time in transit thing. Or distance. Except that distance doesn't really apply here. Basically, for lack of a better term, uh, to use the sewer analogy that came up earlier, the longer you stay in the sewer, the more shit you're going to get on you. Yes. And going faster doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get less shit on you. Hmm. Yep, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and for all the listeners we have now officially lost, thank you very much for joining us. Good analogy, I'm proud of myself. There you go. No, it's a good, it is a good analogy, but yeah. Sorry, it's not the listeners that, that, that left me, that left that because of that I'm worried about. It's the ones going, go on. Um, <laughs> really, huh. They're the ones that worry. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, you're gonna spend some time working with the computer with the with Dodger to try to come up with the best route. I will need a navigation check from you. Okay, let me see. Let me find that. I don't think I've ever used that one. I think. Well, you never had a chance to yet. Now you do. That is not one of the things. Please pick a different one. <laughs> I have. That's why you haven't used it pilot yet. Pilot with a little star, which I think is for small ships. I have profession pilot. I have operations piloting. I have. Uh, that's it. Uh, my partner oh, says that if he recalls correctly, navigation is knowledge astrophysics. That is helpful. I don't have that because I assume in the past I was always following a pre-plotted route that comes on like. I don't know, a laser disc or something. Kai <laughs> isn't plotting her own routes here. She's just supervising the ship as it goes through them. Fair enough. Like a GPS, I assume. Because it would be a little ridiculous to expect every single pilot in the galaxy to understand astrophysics. No, but... Uh, An incredibly complicated subject. Uh, let me check to see if I can check the... Because I swear the astrogation is, again, is probably one of them, but I swear there was another way of doing it, too. And again, navigation is an older thing, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I have operations piloting. Let's take a look at that. Operations. And I have pilot with a little star, and I have profession pilot. 
Yeah, because okay. they don't... Actually, they don't really operations. have navigation, but... So, yeah, what? the ship doesn't. Yeah. No, on the, on the sheet, they don't... Yeah. I thought I, I saw it for a second. I saw something else. It was actually noticed merging with something else in my eyes. So it was like, oh, I thought it was navigation. Uh, right. I will accept operations piloting because they do mention to navigate a dense asteroid field is a DC-25. Basically, what you're doing is you're trying to navigate through a maze as a three-dimensional object. Mm-hmm. So you're just so, doing the plan. So I'll accept that one. But again, it's going to be a relatively high roll. And survey says... Uh, am I supposed to do a minus two still? I don't really no. Know. Now this right. this case is just navigation. It's just you're not actually doing it. You're just planning it. Got it. Uh, four, fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. You think you have a route that you you can you can deal with that shouldn't be too bad. Um. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, nothing better than the. Ooh, well, yeah, you think. Oh, it's just the list of knowledges. There's, uh, oh yeah, here's astrophysics. Never mind. Uh, that's space travel and its potential hazards, including space, uh, hyperspace travel. So, uh, again, this is one of those uh, situations where I just want to find the people who own the rights to this. Going, uh, dear, Mo- uh, dear mongoose, you forgot this. Oh wait, you don't have the rights to this anymore. But with the new show, I'm willing to bet that Five E comes out with a new version. Six E. Six E. Yep. So, but yeah, honestly, that's probably close enough for Jess. So you think you could, w- with the three-dimensional representation of hyperspace dynamics, which have been known to change in a lot of strange ways, you think you have a route that should get you to where you need to go with the least amount of troubles. And according to what you can navigate, it is three junctions away. So... According to the ship, it may not be pleasant, but it shouldn't be dangerous to do the nav- to, to do that course. Great. Um, okay, sure, we'll do that. I'm gonna. I guess probably it's a good idea for most people to not be up walking around. Okay. This whole time, so they should. I don't know. Give everyone some kind of drug that will put them to sleep. I'm not really sure what uncomfortable means yet, so who knows if that'll help, but you never know. <laughs> could mean something, could be nothing. Let's place your bets. Not me, I have um, to stay up the whole time, obviously, and I probably need someone else around in case I pass out, so I don't know, Dooley, maybe? Okay. Someone reasonably responsible, even if they're not a pilot, exactly. Well, I Not Kali, she doesn't like me. Piloting experience. <laughs> that Kali would have been my other, other person to point out because again, at least she's shown diligence and a few other things. But yeah, as you pointed out, she doesn't like you because you're a head jumper. Oh, Something what? Like oh, oh, Kali figured out that uh, Ty is not in fact uh, Doctor Noreen Spears. Thus, yeah, head jumper. Okay. Well, I will stay up here with you if you want. Sure. Or at least you can shoot me up with some, um... Ah, fuck. I'm having this thing today. I always have this thing, but it's worse than usual today, where I just forget English words. Adrenaline. Okay. Something happens. Um, do we have such? (laughs) Uh, We're on a bio ship. I'm sure we can get some made real quick. Okay. 
Okay. So who wants to do the making of this sort of situation and who wants to tell everybody else? I'm sort of technically the captain, so I'm going to tell everybody else that they have to report to Medbay and then go to their quarters and stay there until told to come out, basically. Okay. And then I'm sure homeboy, whatever, the nurse can uh, give everybody some ibuprofen or whatever he has around for discomfort, whatever that means. I can't hear the conversation in my head. I've got a couple of saltines if you want. Uh, <laughs> Diarrhea medicine? I don't really know what they need. Give them everything. <laughs> Find out. So, okay. You don't so much as get on a PA and mention this, so much as you kind of tell Dodger, and Dodger mentions this to the rest of the vessel. Close you know. enough. That works. They'll like it better coming from the ship instead of straight from my voice, maybe. <laughs> from your distrustful voice that even even Kali is worried about. It'll make them think the ship is in charge. Uh, okay. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Mm. Mm. Hi, this massive alien device is calling the shots from now on. Enjoy. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how bad they dislike me, personally. Okay, points. Uh, <laughs> as you decide to, to prep up your Nuremberg defense. I mean, uh, do you want a weird, undiscovered alien ship in charge or a sketchy pilot whose real name most of them don't know? <laughs> Got a point. <laughs> I can almost hear in my head, again, I don't recommend this situation. I don't think this is what Ty would do. But I like the... Like, I better come from the ship or from Ty. They don't know it's Ty, but they're distrustful of. But they don't know this alien vessel, and then they don't know where it's coming from and who's really in charge. Julie, <laughs> could you make the announcement? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like that's not a bad idea, but <laughs> they like you. Talk. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's reasonable. I mean, that's, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> GM got you out of that fiat right now. It's like, all right, fine, I'll take that, but I'm keeping it. I bet you didn't see that one coming. Cruise Director Dooley handing out orders because Ty really, really does not want to do it. But that's okay, because I know you, and you really want to join us again next time for another episode of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. So please join us again. Now if you'll excuse me, I have a dinner date with a critic and a very large bottle of cyanide. I'm sorry, did I say cyanide? I meant bravari. Craig, give me the cyanide bravari. And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey, or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook, Odyssey, a Babylon 5 RPG podcast, or Reddit, r slash odysseyb5. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL gaming license for D20. 
Our audio engineer is Gabriel Belden. Our theme music, Titan Striker, was composed by Evan King. Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. All other music provided by Creative Commons license and is available of information on our website. Once again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.